1: Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I am Randy Wilburn, your host, and I am here today with a very, very special person. They are not only a good friend, but they are also the co-director of Appleseeds, which is an amazing organization. It's not the apple seeds that you that you um, put into the ground, although I guess you could do that. Uh, apple seeds is a five hundred one c three organization based here in Northwest Arkansas, specifically in the great city of Fayetteville. And uh, Kira Ramsey is uh, the co director of Apple Seeds, and they are doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas. And we thought it would be great to have them on the show to learn a little bit more about what they're doing for the young people in this community and how they are making a difference. Um, One plant, one pop-up restaurant, one event at a time. So, Kira, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Good. Thanks
1: good. Thanks for good. having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's exciting uh, to be here, and you uh, were gracious enough to have us to your location. Yeah. And we are actually sitting in what is behind their building. They're based off of Old Wire in Fayetteville, and and uh, right near Old Wire in, in uh, Old Missouri, they are in um, behind their house where Apple Seeds is based. We are in a building that was built specifically for this organization and it is folks I got to tell you it's amazing. We we will put some pictures in the show notes for you to see for yourself but you know you would never know this was here. Driving down mm-hmm. old wire, you would just not know that this is right here. And that's yeah. kind of cool. So,
0: yeah, we call this space kind of the heart of the teaching farm.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, so good, we're in good. the heart
0: of Appleseeds.
1: Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool. Well, tell us a little bit about how this whole thing started. I know that um, Appleseeds grew out of ONF, which mm-hmm. is Ozark Natural Foods, yep. it's a local food co op. Um, but, but tell us a little bit about the superhero origin story of this organization. Yeah,
0: so the superhero origin story, I like that. Um, this all happened well before I even arrived on the scene. Okay. Um, back in 2005, um, the leaders at ONF decided that the kids in the school district, in the fable school district, uh, needed to better know where their food came from, and they figured no better way to do that than to show them. And so they just brought in juicers and fruits and vegetables, and they juiced with the kids. And... Um, From what I've learned, that experience of just working with a few kids went to working with several thousand kids, and they realized that there was a real need to educate and a real need to do it in a a fun way and to get kids to try something um, new and nutritious. And so they were the ones that um, filed all the paperwork and incorporated us as a 501c3, and that was back in 2007. So uh, we had real strong roots um, and still do. And Mary and I often, Mary's my counterpart, often um, think about all the people from 2007 until 2019 who have started and grown and taken the organization further and further to where we are today. Yeah. Um, but we love how it started. It's very meaningful.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, and I think you... You know, you pointed out that obviously, whenever there's a need to be filled, it's it's always great when somebody is willing to step up and do that. Yes. And it sounds like the the folks at ONF um, recognized. And I know I'm I, I'm going to keep saying ONF because that's what we call it here. But people, it's actually Ozark, Ozark Natural, Natural Foods, Foods and yeah. they're actually moving into. We'll give them a big shout out. They're actually moving into a brand new space at the corner of uh, College and Lafayette. Which was the old Marvin's IGA building, and uh, so they're moving out of their um, current location to that location in the near future. So, if you're ever in the Fayetteville area and you want to check out a really great co-op with amazing food, uh, amazing options, definitely check out Ozark Natural Foods. And so that's that is our plug for them. And we'll move <laughs> back to the program itself. So, so the, like this this all this this was all born out of just the idea of figuring out a way to give back and to especially educate the kids and mm-hmm. I mean you guys didn't just come up with a way to educate the kids. I mean you have impacted thousands upon thousands of kids. I mean probably what 10,000 last year alone.
0: Yeah, so we reached almost 10,000 students in across Northwest Arkansas. Okay. So schools and agencies that serve low income students. Yeah. 10,000 of them.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, so walk me through a typical experience that a young kid would have coming through this. I mean, mm-hmm. again, if only people, this is a podcast, so you're listening to it, but if you could just see this space, and again, I'm going to put some pictures in the show notes, but there's reclaimed wood. There are sub-zero-like refrigerators everywhere. There's an island with an amazing stove. There is a huge table that could fit the Waltons times 10. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff here that's just really cool. And there's even a menu, which I'm going to talk about in a minute or two. But what what, what do kids mm-hmm. experience here?
0: So we have a, a variety of programs that I'll talk about. One in particular... Um, because I had the chance to see this the other day and I thought it was so cool. So one of the programs that we have is a farm-to-table cooking class. Okay. Um, And we offer that as a six-week series, uh, and we also offer it as a standalone two-hour cooking class. Okay. But the particular one I want to talk about is a six-week series. And so we partner with a group of students, the same students, over the course of six weeks, and they come to the teaching farm... Uh, once a week for this two-hour cooking class and every time they come out they're learning something different they're learning um, a different cooking technique they're learning um, something different about the food they eat that for example combining sugar and fiber is better um, for you and your body Uh, they learn about the number of grams of salt that they should really be consuming daily but the coolest thing about this, we had a group of high school students from an alternative high school come out
1: okay.
0: for this cooking class, and they, so they walk onto the farm, and they come into the teaching kitchen, but this group had been out a couple times already, so they were prepared. They were wearing aprons, and they had some of their own cooking utensils, which we thought was um, so cool. Yeah. And um, these are students that sometimes show up for school, sometimes don't. Um, their lives are complicated. Um, but what we had gathered is that, um, when there was a day where they were coming to the Appleseeds teaching farm, um, just about every student who was supposed to show up for school showed up, showed up, uh, because it's just a very unique program, um, really working with their hands, a lot of autonomy, a lot of teamwork, um, and inherent in everything is also, uh, reading and literacy standards and measurement and math and science and cooking. Right. Um, So there's a lot of curriculum that's kind of baked into our programs just organically. And then just the experience of um, just dealing with food and and cooking up food that they'd never tried before and talking about the food they made and just a lot of pride um, and community and all in the space. That's very
1: cool. And you guys get to experience that a lot with the variety of schools and programs that come through here.
0: So we work with students from elementary. Most of the students that we work with, I'd say, are from second grade through seventh. Okay. Um, We do have some programs, like I just said, for this alternative high school. um, But largely, they are in that age range. Range Because we know from a lot of research done that by sixth grade, your habits are kind of formed, a little harder to change your ways. So we want to reach them um, younger and when they're more open to trying new things. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so you, you've got, I mean, again, this great location. You—you, you, For those of you that are familiar with the Gully Park area of Fayetteville, um, the Appleseeds property backs up to Gully Park, basically. And mm-hmm. there's a lot happening at Gully Park right now with the extension of the Razorback Trail through the park. And um, there's so much happening around here. And, and I, I mean, you guys just have a great uh, walking. Uh, piece of land that people can go through. But can you kind of just give the the audience an idea of what you're doing in the different areas of the property here? Yeah.
0: So um, the teaching farm, um, as you said, is just sort of nestled right in the middle of Gully Park, which we love, because it just means that people that are out for a walk or throwing the frisbee, kind of happen on us. Um, So there's a a really pretty split rail fence that marks the two acres, and that was a fence that was um, constructed and dug by our staff and a whole host of volunteers <laughs> that was probably not the their favorite project but it marks really beautifully the farm right um the entrance is actually go right into a fruit orchard that has um persimmons and apples and fig trees again that was a, a volunteer project on a very cold wintry day where we planted those um, there's a beautiful outdoor garden classroom that's now constructed and where kids can experiment and plant radish seeds and mm-hmm. figure out you know, the spacing of a seed and how much a seed needs to grow. Um, and then there's two beautiful pecan trees, which are just like the perfect setting for um, our classes. So when a field trip comes out, we sit the students underneath the pecan tree for a little shade and we talk about what a plant needs to grow and we talk about what our bodies need to be healthy and then there's about an um maybe like a half acre of production garden. so okay. it's it's uh, that part of the farm is actually um fenced in with a deer fence because okay. we want that produce to be protected that yeah. is the produce that we grow for all of our programs and so we have um several gardens in there and a high tunnel that produce all of the produce for the programs and the kids come out and they'll harvest directly from the gardens, all kinds of vegetables and fruits, and then they weigh and wash it and cook it up.
1: Wow. So yeah. I probably should have eaten lunch before I came here to, <laughs> to sit down and talk with hungry. you. So <laughs> Yeah, no, really I am. Uh, no, seriously though, that's that's really cool, and, and there's obviously it looks like there's more room to expand um, back here a little mm-hmm. bit uh, for the oh, and, garden and everything.
0: Yep, there, and we also have a, a pollinator garden, so for those students who love the science in nature, all you have to do is just sit and watch the bees yeah. um, and the monarch butterflies, oh,
1: cool. uh, which
0: is, it's also actually a monarch uh, way station, so... Okay. Um, There's just, yeah, there's so many, like, things that are just inherent in a farm learning opportunities for kids.
1: Right. And I think that the cool thing is that, again, you're, like, kind of smack dab in the middle of everything. So not realizing that there's a farm right here. I mean, this is like the best kept secret. So, yeah. yeah. So how are you guys getting the word out about apple seeds and, and, and what are you, you you doing to reach the widest audience possible?
0: Well, this podcast
1: for sure. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you. So, you know, um, we do a variety of things to get connected, um, with community members and schools and, and businesses, um, you know, we have a partnership with more than 80 schools and agencies across Northwest Arkansas. So in some form or fashion, we're working with 80 different organizations. Wow. So kind of inherent in that, people are starting to, to hear about us. Um, but we also have a number of events on the farm, yep. um, which make them open to anybody, not just schools and students. Um, so we've got a, a really fun event coming up in April. It's a spring brunch on the farm. Um, we've got a picnic in June, another opportunity for people to come out and just see the farm and enjoy uh, food and farm games and music. And then we've got a really lovely farm dinner in October. So we kind of, throughout the year, we sprinkle um, our schedule with events and we invite people out for those. Um, but honestly, the community has been great to give us opportunities to, to share our story. Um, we talk with our friends at KUAF pretty often. Mm-hmm. And, um And uh, we always have a wonderful photographer from the Gazette here and there who just says, it's a beautiful day. I'm coming to the farm. Take
1: some pictures. Take some pictures.
0: Um, But yeah, it's taking time. But I I do feel like you said, being in a central place like this um, makes telling our story a whole lot easier because people stumble on it, and then we have a chance to talk about it.
1: Now, that's cool. So now, I know, and I know we're coming out into the spring soon, and I know there there is a, con- for those people that are listening to this that aren't from the area, there's a concert in the park series yeah. that they have here yep. at Gully Park, which is really cool. And do you guys do anything in coordination with that at all, since there's so many people that, you know, descend on Come the park here. when that happens?
0: We have. Okay. Um, there, and I don't, I don't know what our plans are yet this summer, but okay. in past summers, we have um planted certain flowers um that then we hand out to oh, the nice. concert goers. So if you go to a concert in, you know, Gully Park this summer and somebody gives you a sunflower, um don't worry. It's- yeah <laughs> It's just us at Apple <laughs> But no, we would love to find ways to connect to people that come out just naturally yeah. um, to Gully Park.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, I know, th- and I'm looking up here again, and, and for those of you that are listening to this podcast, there's a little black chalkboard on the side of the wall, and, and there's a, 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 just a bunch of um, canisters of different types of le- uh, beans and other items that are used for cooking. And then next to it is a little thing that says tonight's menu. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read some of these things off of here, especially for those of you listening (laughs) to the podcast that are hungry. (laughs) Crispy catfish and waffles, sweet corn, goat cheese, and sorghum ice cream, steamed pierogies with Yukon gold potatoes, dill, creme fraiche, roasted, and I can't, uh, hickory bouillon and green onion, uh, ash, I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds good. And then Berkshire smoked bacon wrapped pork tenderloin with Arkansas black apple and artichoke uh crepinettes and bourbon apple jam um and I guess that's it's, it's a demi-glace and mm-hmm. wilted kale. And then for dessert, an Ozark banana pawpaw oh. with creme brulee, whipped cream and jam Damn cookies. cookies. What is that all about?
0: <laughs> that was an amazing feast. So, um, you know, we do most most of the time that we spend here on the farm is with kids and um, exposing them to where food comes from and giving, giving them the skills to, to cook it up themselves. But occasionally we will have uh, these small dinners called the kitchen table. Okay. And <clears throat> this is when we bring in a guest. Chef from the community and they will cook up a feast like that for um just enough people to sit at this table where we're sitting today so about 30 people or so and that was a menu from um the chef from 28 springs in siloam springs okay okay what's um, that chef's name kurt plankenhorn okay all right and he cooked up an amazing feast um and we will be doing those types of dinners uh, about once a month. Wow! Um, and we've got a different chef coming in for each of those dinners, and different menu. Um, we incorporate it as much, you know, into the menu as we can from our gardens. So right. whatever is. Uh, is there and not being consumed by the kids can be consumed by the adults that come for this and they're fundraisers so there are opportunities for um, community members to come out and see the farm and become a little bit more acquainted with what we do and um, and eat really good food, you know while they're learning about our mission and our impact yeah, and find ways to get involved. A lot of people that come to a kitchen table event end up volunteering with us afterwards um, and getting more involved in some way. So,
1: Oh, man. Yeah. No, it, it, it sounds good. And I thought it was a genius idea. I know you had another one a couple of months ago mm-hmm. that I saw the menu for. And I was just like, I was salivating when I read that menu. <laughs> I was like, man, I want to come. And every time you've had this yeah. event, I've had something going on. So I think there's a conspiracy against me oh, actually man. making it here, but we got to uh, fix that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get here <laughs> and, and, and hopefully bring my, uh, my wife and, and that we can in, enjoy this and really take part in what you guys are offering here, which I think is absolutely amazing. So, um, so that's, that's, that's great. What, what, um, tell, tell, tell the audience just a little bit about what you guys are hoping to accomplish in the near future. I mean, granted, you guys are reaching so many kids um, and, and, and really, you probably don't realize the impact that you are making, but you are making a significant impact, especially with the young people here. But what's, what's online for the future for apple seeds and, and where you, where you guys are trying to take this. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think uh, you know, the farm that you're talking about is still pretty new. Mm -hmm. Um, We really only started operating here fully at this teaching farm in Gully Park in 2017. Okay. So we're still trying to figure out um, how much we can grow, literally, um, how much produce we can grow, which then determines how many students we can reach. Um, But we're Definitely not at capacity. So there's right. there's definitely more uh, more gardens to grow, more produce to grow, um, and it's really important for us, and specifically me, to make sure that um, school officials across Northwest Arkansas know that this is a resource for schools across the region, not just Fayetteville. Right. Um, right. So we really want to pull in um, schools from. Uh, the smaller rural school districts, all the way up to Bella Vista. Okay. Um, so definitely, I'd say one is reaching more schools, making sure that they're aware of of the opportunities for their students. Yeah. Um, I'd say another one is. Um, maybe finding ways to share our curriculum with other organizations that do similar work. Yeah, um, I think that we've got a really good model here and maybe finding some partner agencies that would uh, be interested in taking what we've done and sharing um, those lesson plans and those recipes with um, individuals who can instruct students in the same way that we do here. Okay, mm-hmm. um, And then I think third is really... Providing these events and opportunities for the community to get more involved, um, and creating these culinary experiences for community members that are pretty unique and tie into the work that we do with kids.
1: Yeah, you know, it would be really cool is if you guys did one with with some of these young people and maybe tied them with with one of these great chefs locally and had them participate and. Helping that chef pull it together. Because there's actually, yeah. I mean, there's some James Beard award winners in this area. I yes, mean, people there are. don't realize that Northwest Arkansas yeah. has a lot of really good chefs. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I love that idea. And we have, we've kind of, um, Tested that every once in a while. Okay, uh, like we had a farm dinner uh, a couple years ago, and the students made the appetizer, oh, which nice. was a, a gazpacho shooter. Okay, <laughs> um, and they and then they they set up their shop, and as guests arrived, you know, they'd hand everybody a little gazpacho shooter. Yeah. So where we can bring in kids to these events, mm-hmm. absolutely, because yeah. they've got skills and they get really excited when they can make something, you know, good and share it with, with others. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. No,
1: I love that. I love (laughs) that. And I think it it speaks volumes to, you know, giving, you know, these young people nowadays a a variety of options of what they can do career wise. Mm -hmm. And and also more importantly than even that is just taking care of their bodies better by eating right Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that, you are what you eat and that if you put good, good, good stuff in, good stuff out. So, you
0: know, know, my colleague, Mary Thompson, our co-director, she's got uh, an important word that we use often, which is exposure. What we really try to do here is expose kids to where their food comes from and expose them to alternative ways of eating and alternative ways of cooking Mm -hmm. and um, and doing that in a real hands-on way. So if you came out here, Randy, and you saw one of our programs, the adults are kind of in the background. Yeah. Um, we know that we're not cool uh, when it comes to, to kids. So we kind of let them lead right. and give them some guidance, give them the recipes, help them out a little bit if cutting up a onion is a little tricky. Um, but the coolest thing is to really see these kids, uh, once they're exposed to you know food and seeing where it comes from they get so curious and excited about it that they really don't need us to instruct it's a it's a really exciting learning experience for them
1: okay all right well that's cool well, man, this has been great. I, I really appreciate the, you gave, the personal tour that you gave me. Again, I'm going to share some pictures on the show notes so people can actually see what I'm talking about. They can't taste the food through the podcast, nope. but they can... Got
0: to come here. Yeah, they
1: got to come there for that. And so um, what what are some ways that people can can get in contact with apple seeds and, and um, especially to kind of be on some kind of notification for these uh, pop-up dinners that you do?
0: I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> so so one way, one great way to get involved and to become aware of what we do is actually a hands-on way. Okay. So uh, starting this month through the end of October, we have something called open garden hours. Okay. Every Saturday, 9 to 12 noon, you do not need to come out with any garden skills. You just need to come out. And there's always going to be somebody here from Appleseeds um, leading some kind of garden activity and we'd love for you to come out um, and see the farm yourself that way. Okay. There is a website, AppleseedsNWA.org, okay. um, and there is uh, all kinds of information on our programs, events, yeah. and there's a newsletter that you can sign up for. Okay, uh, That would be a great way to find out about Appleseeds and get announcements for these kitchen table dinners and special events, and I'm the person behind that behind website. Behind all that, so okay, good. I'll make good, sure good. you get that newsletter.
1: Okay, and then you also have a Facebook page, right? For, yes, we do. Yes, okay, yeah, so you yes. can kind of find out about it that way We've as well. We've got
0: Facebook and Instagram. And Instagram, i okay. current.
1: Yes, yes, well, and that's, We're that's all right. To be. Yeah, well, you're doing a good job, and again, the pictures yeah. that I've seen, at least. Um, I mean, folks, if you had seen the pictures that they posted on Facebook last week for this event that they just had recently, I was, I mean, just looking at the table setting, everything, it just, it looked so professional. Mm. And I was just like, wow, this is, this looks really good. So oh, thank you. Yeah. And so this is right here in our own backyard here in Fayetteville. Um, I mean, Apple Seeds is doing some great things. And, and I think the most important aspect is that you you have figured out a way to give back to honestly the people that matter the most, which is our future. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really important. And so folks listening to this, if there's any way that you can support Apple Seeds, and again, it's not always about financial support. Sometimes it's just you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting your hands dirty a little bit, no pun intended, and coming pun out. Pun intended. Pun intended, right? Come on. <laughs> but 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 uh, getting out here and helping out some on the farm and, and, and kind of checking it out. But, you know, this is the thing, that's one of the reasons why I do this show in the first place is because there are so many hidden gems in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to recognize that and get out of their own little bubble and see what's out there. There's mm-hmm. actually a lot more out here in Northwest Arkansas than people realize. So, um, and and honestly, as I've always told people, I actually created this podcast for me more than anybody else, just for the simple fact that when I came here five years ago, I wish I had had something like this to in. It, you know, give me a, a, a glimpse into what this area was all about. Everything I had was just reading on the websites and looking at web pages, things of that nature. But this podcast, the goal of this podcast is to really give back to people so that anybody coming here to learn more about mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas, coming here to, or, or that already live here and want to figure out new things to do, mm-hmm. can find out about people like. Kira Ramsey and Appleseeds and everything that these guys are doing at this location. So uh, I want to thank you so much um, for participating in this podcast. If people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh,
0: your email? Email, Okay, yeah. what's your email? It is Kira, K-Y-R-A, uh-huh. at Appleseeds nwa.org.
1: org. Okay, and that's Appleseeds with an S. S. Yes, perfect. Yes. And we'll put that in the show notes as well so people know how to reach out to you. And uh, we will put information in, in there so that people can k- get to the website if they want to yeah. get their class involved. If you're a teacher and you want to get your students involved in this, there, I'm, I'm sure that Kira and Mary will, will definitely want to help you out with that. And yes. so. Um, I definitely encourage you to take part in that and check out what these guys are doing but uh Kira thank you so much for yeah, having me you, at Randy. the farm and you know I'm a little disappointed that there's no food on this <laughs> table but 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 it's all good this is a huge table this is like a Knights of the round table it is. but but it's a long table it's not a round table it's nights of the long table because it's, <laughs> nights it's of the long table, yeah it's I really it. cool it's really it's really long but uh, I could see that a lot of Great meals have been shared on this Mm -hmm. table, and a lot of fun has happened. Mm -hmm. So, folks, I just encourage you to come check this place out. You would never in a million years know that it was right here, especially at the corner of Old Wire and uh, Old Missouri here in Fayetteville on the east side of town. So check out Appleseeds when you get a chance. And, uh, again, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much.